you are Locked On the NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, as always, by Adam Matas. Adam, the Lakers have the best record in the NBA. Bow to me, sir. That was your intro. I'm so disappointed, man. So disappointed. I thought you were going to go somewhere really interesting. There's a there's a ton of stuff that I wanted to, but like I, I'm 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 enjoying this for the first time. You and I have been friends. First, oh, have, wait, finish that finish that sentence. The first time in <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. A long time, six six years. You, you and I have been covering this for for you know about six seven years now. We have been friends yeah. over the majority of that time. This is the very first time that the that I am covering a good Lakers team. You're dang right I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> well, I wish – I was hoping that for an intro you were actually going to open up with the uh, Matt Barnes story about the 2007 um, beatdown of the Mavs <laughs> and then smoking weed with who he says was Woody Allen but is almost certainly Woody Harrelson. <laughs> he just mixed up. I'm almost certain. Woody Allen would make the story very, very different. Would, um, but if you would. don't know, yeah, he, he Matt Barnes shared a story uh, or it was shared that Matt Barnes had shared a story about getting really, really high with Woody Harrelson <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Coach Nelson after the uh, 2007 Mavs series, which is pretty hilarious to me. Don Nelson is living his best life post, post-NBA post yeah. career. He is living it up. Uh, today's show. This, Go ahead. Well, this party, hold up. Jessica Alba, Kate Hudson, Owen Wilson, and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> That's a great part. No wonder they lost the next round. <laughs> You know what though? They lost the next round, but they won in life. They did win in life. They, for sure. they, they did pretty well. Uh today's show, we are going to start with the two games that were played tonight. You had the Phoenix Suns uh losing to the New Orleans Pelicans and the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Portland Trailblazers. So we're gonna start with a couple yeah. notes on both of those games. Uh then we are going to look at the standings as they are right now. There are 16 teams currently slotted in in uh, postseason spots. Are these 16 teams going to be the ones that we see at the end of the year in those spots? Or how close to that picture is this one? And then finally, we're going to introduce a game called Life Comes At You Fast, where <laughs> we, we look at the takes that called, arrived though. here a lot faster than we might have thought uh, previously possible on the good and the bad side. So a fun show ahead of you guys tonight. Let's start, though, like I said, with those games. Uh, the Trailblazers go into Milwaukee, cover. They lose by eight. I believe the spread was eight and a half. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks beat them 137 to 129. Not much defense in that one, although that's to be expected when Carmelo Anthony is involved. <laughs> well, this was a night if you liked offense. There was a lot of and three-point shooting. This was a, a good night for that. You know, I guess we can start, if you want to, Anthony, with the Carmelo Anthony story. Mm -hmm. And let me just preface it by saying this. It's been interesting to see how people have approached this story because it seems like there's a lot of people that are sort of excited for Carmelo Anthony to fail. And almost there's huh. almost a weird sort of um, – you know, resentment. I, I, I'm seeing. Do you see the seven of the same thing? And and just kind of, what's your take on? Like, are you rooting for Carmelo in this instance? I wouldn't say I'm rooting for Carmelo. I mean, I, I guess like to a certain extent, I would like to see him kind of go out closer to on his own terms than it looked like he was previously going to go go out on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in that respect, I guess I'm kind of rooting for him. The resentment thing. Look. You and I spend or, or pay a lot of attention to the analysis of basketball, and what people don't want to have happen is to be proven wrong. And one of the things oh, people that's have been most strident about 
has been Carmelo Anthony not being a part of winning basketball. And here he is back in the NBA not being a part of winning basketball. Yeah, and I don't think that's his fault necessarily. I mean, yeah. this Trailblazers team was really in a tight spot, and he's actually kind of in, in some ways coming into this, um, you know, at, at the worst possible moment, <laughs> this road trip of theirs when their season is sort of in the balance. Sure. I, I imagine we're going to talk about them at the end when we talk about playoff and non-playoff teams, but, you know, they're in a really, really tough spot. I think they've won two of their last 11 or 12 games, so they're just in a tough spot, but, um, yeah, unfortunately – I don't I don't know that Carmelo Anthony was ever going to be the savior of this team. And anybody who on either side of the analysis here thought he was going to be, right? If you if 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 in order to feel like you've been proven right on the Carmelo Anthony thing, in order to be proven right there, you're saying that he didn't save the Portland Trailblazers? Like that's not really fair. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. And on the other on the other end of that spectrum, if you're saying that you know, Carmelo Anthony, if, if if heading into this, you thought Carmelo Anthony could save the Blazers because you were optimistic about his return to the NBA. Then, like, that's similarly nonsensical. And so the, the reality is going to be somewhere in the middle. Carmelo Anthony is going to go through the season, hopefully end his career on a higher note than it looked like he was going to be. And the Blazers are probably not going to make the playoffs. Like, that's, how, that's probably how this is going to play out. So Damian Lillard misses his second game now with with the back spasm. CJ McCollum had himself a night, 37, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. I mean, almost a triple almost a 37-point triple-double. So pretty, you know, monster night statistically for him. But Milwaukee, obviously the better team at home. This was this was, I think, just a, a win going into it that went, like you said, exactly according to script to script. 24 points, 19 rebounds, 15 assists from Giannis. Is Giannis <laughs> Is Giannis flying under the radar? I know that's ridiculous, but just it, it, it's kind of like this. Harden. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because Harden, his numbers are just so absurd. And they're always absurd, but mm-hmm. they're even more absurd this year in the scoring and the, the scoring streaks. Giannis is quietly putting up lines that only Giannis can put <laughs> up, and we're just kind of like, ah, again, 30 points, ah, 13 <laughs> rebounds, six assists. Actually better numbers than last year, but we just kind of, ah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I mean, right now, I, I we just finished watching, or right before you and I started recording, I was watching like the tail end of uh, the, the guys on TNT talking about it, and Kenny Smith was saying that Luka Doncic is the most exciting player in the NBA. And I'm yeah. like, that Giannis true. guy is pretty good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but there's, you know, there's something about just the, I, I don't know, That's a, that'd be an interesting conversation for us to have. Maybe we can, if there's time at the end, we can get into it. But yeah. um, just what, who's the most entertaining? Because there's a lot of very entertaining players. But it just seems like Giannis, maybe it's because of how the season We've ended last year. And so many people saw them as title favorites at a certain point when you just looked at, they were winning on an average by like 11 points or something. That maybe there's a little bit of that, okay, well, we're not going to get excited because we've already seen this portion of it before. Mm-hmm. So he might be suffering a little bit from that. You know, LeBron fatigue, maybe it's a little Giannis fatigue or something where 24, 19, and 15 just doesn't seem impressive anymore. As a Dodgers fan, I can relate to that analysis. Uh, the Pelicans go into Phoenix and beat the Suns 124 to 121. Talk talk about fun team. These, te- these teams are fun, yeah. in my opinion. I like hard. both of them. They play hard. And this is actually what – I'm sorry to interrupt you before you no, even introduce this one. But one of the things <laughs> – you got like three words in. One of the things that is interesting to me about this season is that the – a lot, not all, but a lot of the bad teams are either fun to watch, have really talented young players that 
you know, superstar potential, or they're actually sneaky teams, as I think both of these two fall in this category. Teams that are actually have a legitimate shot at making the playoffs, and they're they're pushing for it. And I know we're only 14 games in, but there's been a lot of years where 14 games in, you're looking at the Phoenix Suns and going like, okay, they're out. Mm-hmm. It's not the case this year. A lot of teams that are, are just interesting. I mean, we, we watched this game. It was a well-played basketball game, and both teams were missing very important players. Like, both these teams are yeah, probably going to get better right. over the course of the season. Uh, yeah. it's, it's really exciting. I do kind of want to touch on something with Brandon Ingram. Okay. Because, so right now, everything that Brandon Ingram is doing is somehow a reference back on the Lakers. And I don't. You're, you're just in that bubble, man. I'm, I, I'm not hearing that. You're not because Ryan Rosillo literally just tweeted out: uh, <laughs> Do Lakers fans still think Ingram is better just because of more touches? He's a completely different player now. Like that. Yeah. And and here's my thing on that. One, both those schemes can be true. Like he can be right. a better player. And he can be being he, he could he could be showing that to a further extent because he's getting more touches. So I don't while I while I will be the first to say that there were problems with the way the Lakers were developing their young core when they still had that young core. They just kind of like threw them into the water and said swim because Kobe once upon a time swam, right? And it's weird to me that you still st- stand for that 2013 to 2018 Lakers. <laughs> it's, just, I it's funny do. that you're in the defense over there. No, I'm it, not. But, I'm uh, not defending that. My my thing is, I, I get it. Twitter is about engagement, and and Rosillo's tweet is getting quote tweeted by Lakers fans all over the place who are angry about the the mere fact that a dude from Boston has a problem with their team. That's fine, but my thing is. I think it's 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 more realistic and it's more productive to look at that situation and say Ingram got better as a result of getting a bigger role on a team that makes more sense for him. And it's really cool to see Brandon Ingram succeed the way that he is without having it be a reference back to the Lakers. Just let that go. Well, I, I, he might be right. I mean, I think there's a lot of, like you said, there's a lot of truth to it. But I am with you in that I don't know that it's the most interesting story. I mean, the more interesting story to me is just that, you know, he does look like a player we were, a lot of people were really high on. He looks like the player, the people that were high on him expected him to become. Playmaker, yeah. versatile, doing a lot of different things. And, you know, I kind of, I like sort of what the Pelicans have evolved into over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, Kenrich Williams, I, this is a story maybe that a lot of people don't know. Last six games he started. They've gone four and two over that stretch and they've put up an enormous amount of points. I am a big believer, Anthony, in the fifth option. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this a couple weeks back, but sometimes you need a guy who knows that his role is to not do certain things yeah. because it allows the ball to be in the hands of the players that are supposed to do those things. And Kenrich Williams, to me, defends incredibly well. He rebounds really well. And then he just is never – he's always in the right spot and he's never doing things he's not supposed to. And that just – that'll that to me – there's a real correlation there between him playing more and them sort of finding out who they are and finding their identity. Yeah, I completely agree. All right, let's take a, a quick second here. When we come back, we are going to look at the playoff standings as they are right now and figure out, A, is this what they might look like at the at the end of the season? Or B, what might the playoff picture look like if it isn't this one? So hang tight. 
Today's show is brought to you in part by MyBookie. Head on over to MyBookie.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDONNBA, and you can double your initial input if you're a first-time customer over there. Uh, MyBookie is the best way to place bets and then get money after you win. That's the entire purpose of hopefully doing all this thing is, is, is winning and then being able to collect your money. Uh, that's, that is a that's, good point, yep. <laughs> Today, what we, what Adam and I have been doing is we've been making our MyBookie pet, pick of the week or whatever that, that Adam and I get together. Boston is in Denver. Denver is giving up four and a half points to Boston. Adam, which way are you leaning, leaning on this one? I'm leaning towards Denver. Shocker, I know. But look <laughs> at Boston. This is the end of a long road trip that yep. saw them go all the way to Golden State and Sacramento, Phoenix, the Clippers, and now Denver. That's a long, tough trip. Mm-hmm. Um, overtime and Wednesday. I, and then on top of that, Denver, sneaky, sneaky starting to play some really good basketball. I'm taking Denver. I'm with you on that one uh, for all of the reasons you're talking about, as well as – so one thing that we really noticed, and, and I'm not sure if – I think Denver can apply some of the same pressure that uh, the Clippers were applying to Kemba Walker. But Walker didn't really handle that length very well, and they really missed Gordon Hayward's creating ability uh, in, in late in those games, late in those possessions. So that is a good pick. I'm with you. Take Denver even uh, giving up four and a half points. That's also like they are basically if you're if you're factoring in the fact that they're at home, that's three points. So you're really only giving up a point and a half to Boston. I, that's that's a pretty easy bet in my opinion. In, in my opinion. Sounds great. I'm All with right. it. Head on over to mybookie.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. MyBookie. You play, you win, you get paid. So as things stand right now, at the bottom of each conference, you have the Orlando Magic, you have the Brooklyn Nets, and you have the Indiana Pacers at 6, 7, and 8, or well, 8, 7, and 6, respectively, in the East. Out West, you have <laughs> you have the Phoenix Suns. A little Suns. surprising, yeah. Yeah, Phoenix Suns, Minnesota Timberwolves, and Utah Jazz in those spots. All yeah. surprising given expectations. Swap, swap Jazz and you can put Mavericks. They have the same record. So you could say that the bottom, Phoenix, Minnesota, Dallas. And yeah, yeah. I think your point's even stronger. Yep. Yeah. So my question to you, Adam, are is this the 16 teams that we're going to see at the end of the year? I'm going to say no because I want to play the odds. This All is right. like a bet on the field, right? Uh-huh. I, I, if you look at it, let's first go to the Eastern Conference. Let's do it. And not only – what's that? I said let's do it. Not only do I think <laughs> that the top six in the East are correct, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the order actually as well. Milwaukee on top, I think they're just going to coast to an easy cushion there. Boston surprising a lot of teams, although I don't know that they're you know that cl- I don't know that they're an eleven and three team, but um, very very good. Miami's been good. To- Philadelphia is the one that you that everybody expected to sort of take a leap this year. And neither Embiid still runs out of steam in fourth quarters, mm-hmm. still struggles with decision-making in the post. Ben Simmons still not shooting three-pointers, although I know that they are still celebrating for the first one <laughs> just a, a couple days ago. Look, man, anytime so, you see that kind of growth from a rookie, you have to give credit. <laughs> nice. Well done. No, but Philadelphia is the one team that I look at and I say, I think they will rise and, and climb the standings. But I don't say that with a lot of confidence. And if you would have told me three weeks ago that Philadelphia would be here, I'd be like, oh, they'll be fine. I did I don't know. Just something about them seems a little bit underwhelming. So I would normally look at Brooklyn and say that they might drop. 
But sure, there's such a gap between that eight spot Orlando where they are right now <laughs> and like Charlotte and Chicago and Washington and Atlanta. Uh, it's just it, the, the the caliber of teams there. Now Orlando is going to be without uh, Vucevic for about a month, uh, so that's something yeah. to keep an eye on there. So you never know how these things go. But, yeah, the, the thing with Philly, I, it really irked me when Embiid was asked about, did you approach the offseason differently? And he said, no, he still maintained the same diet, but he was a lot more, uh, what was the word? He was driven or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, so you, you chugged your Shirley Temples in the offseason. <laughs> you weren't taking your yeah. time through them. And and yeah, you're right. You're we're seeing the same we're, we're seeing the same Embiid and and not only that, but we're seeing an Embiid by the way that NBA players seem to be really sick of. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's his his sort of honeymoon phase is well past, right? Where you, you start to turn on a player and notice their little um, deficiencies or whatever. And look, I think Philadelphia is certainly a team that this could just be the early season. I mean, so many of these, there's always three or four teams that we talk about like this in November, mm-hmm. and then in February, March, we completely forgot we even had these conversations, and they might be one of them, but. I think you certainly expected. I mean, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Embiid has been talked about as a best player in the league candidate going forward. Simmons is talked about as like, you know, a superstar type caliber player. And both of them just seem a little bit the, – the talents are still there. But it doesn't seem like they're necessarily that much closer to fi- putting all the pieces together. You know who thoroughly enjoyed that last conversation we just had? Who's that? Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's look I at the West. <laughs> let's look at the West. I think the West is way a lot, more chaotic. Yeah, a lot more likely to shuffle around over the course of the season than the East uh, appears to be. So right now, as it stands, you have the Lakers, Nuggets, Rockets, Clippers. I think that's the top four teams. I think I'm I'm cool. Yeah, with, I do too. Oh, I'm, Utah. I, I think Utah's. I think Utah's up there as well. Who Who do they knock out? Of the top four, um, you know, maybe the Clippers, to be honest. And I think the Clippers are – all of this is positioning because I think all of these teams will be very different mm-hmm. um, at the end of the year. But Utah, I think that, you know, they had a little bit of a slow start. I think they figured some things out. And the Clippers, I just think they're going to have a lot of ma- – I mean, Kawhi, still missing games. All I mean, I think they'll have a lot of maintenance this season. Yeah. Kawhi's leg thing is is not, I don't think, talked about nearly as much as it should be. It, well, it's, it's called it's, it's it's considered a degenerative thing, like as if it's it's not necessarily going to improve, even despite the load management thing. But let's let's look at the let's look at the teams have the actual conversation. I think Dallas is in. You think so? We're gonna, we're we're going to talk about in the last segment. I'm going to talk about Luca a little bit. I'm gonna, so I'm going to save it a little bit. But I think Dallas to me Dallas is a good team, and I know they've had a little bit. I think of a softer schedule so far, mm-hmm. but you they have a guy. And they have a bunch of players that that can you know I, I they're a team that to me you can replace everybody but one guy and yeah. when you can do that you know you have you have a pretty good um pretty good chance of ha- racking up some regular season wins so I'm on I'm on the Dallas train I guess I'm on the Luca train but I'm on the Dallas train I, I guess my only concern there is that the first time a player is asked to carry that kind of a load with a team with playoff type aspirations it doesn't always and like that's a huge burden. And I, it may Luca be up for it? Sure, that's and and I and I hope I that he, he is. is. <laughs> I hope he is. I really do. I, it, it'd be cool to find another absolute elite superstar in the NBA. Um, but you know, I, I if I was to look at teams that were most likely to drop out of this thing, 
I would probably well Minnesota. No, nah, I take that back. Minnesota is probably the most likely yeah. to to drop well, out to me. Dallas is Dallas is actually um, nine and three against non Knicks teams. So I mean that's pretty impressive when you take out <laughs> when you just eliminate the Knicks. So what you're saying is Luca shies away from from big stages, right? The big Lost stage, the man. He's not ready. He's <laughs> not ready for Knicks. it. What about? All right, what about so Minnesota and Phoenix are both really interesting mm-hmm. ones here. Below them, you have Sacramento and New Orleans, I think, is the most likely to jump up. I think the other teams, I mean, I guess we could talk about Golden State's out. Um, but Portland and San Antonio, 5-10 and 5-11, and, and 11 respect, respectively, it's early enough in the season that they could rally and we'll forget about this. But, man, they just both seem like teams that are done. So I one of my favorite stats is point differential on the season. And... You look at Minnesota, they are negative 1.8 on the season in terms of point differential. Mm. And that's not a great sign. That that, that makes me a little nervous there. So there is potentially a spot to be gained. I think Oklahoma City eventually is going to drop out because they their, their front office, their ownership wants to sell off pieces. They don't want to pay as much as they have to pay for They're this team. They're also just not that great. Sure, yeah, but but also they don't want to pay what they have to pay for a team that is going to be vying for like the tenth spot. So yeah. I think they they are probably going to fall back. Memphis also probably going to fall back because they're way too young for this kind of a conversation. Sacramento, I don't trust Luke Walton. So there is there are there is room for San Antonio and Portland to potentially climb up. My question is. Like where are they going? What improvements are they going to make? Where's the, where are those improvements going to come from, in order to make those types of leaps? Because if Portland is hoping that Nurkic is going to be is going to come back and just fix everything, that's a big burden to carry on somebody who had as literally gruesome an injury as he had. And San Antonio can't guard anybody. So that's San Antonio's problem right now is bottom five in defensive efficiency, defensive rating. But, you know, San Antonio, I think this happened last year where they were bottom 10 for the first two, three months of the season. And then you look at them just if you just cut the season in half, you look at the second half, they were actually really good. And especially leading into the playoffs, they were they were excellent. So they could turn the corner. I guess that's one reason to kind of get hope for that team. But I mean, I just look at it and I think the league is in a really good place right now Mm -hmm. because there are so many teams that I think are going to keep going for it and that just have talent and. Um, I don't know. I mean, San Antonio, I, I would say I, I'd say I'm counting out Portland and Golden State. Yeah. San Antonio, I am opposed to, but not counting out. Like a, a puncher's chance kind of a thing. Better than a puncher's chance, but I'm betting against them. Yeah. And the other thing, too, DeMar Rosen, like, either they, they <laughs> this is now, what, year seven in a row of him being a negative impact on a team? And mm-hmm. it's not like you're not going to play DeMar DeRozan. So yeah. they got to figure out that that kind of a thing, and and I, I just you know either you make a move, do you move him? Do you? I don't know how Pop is going to work that out. But if there is a coach in the NBA who could get away with not playing a star as much as a star might believe that they deserve to be played, it would be Pop. So I guess that's that's, we, that's we, a case to be made there. We should give a little love to Phoenix because just yeah. because of what their season has meant. But seven and seven, you know. Some injuries, Rubio missing tonight, um, obviously eight and about halfway through his suspension. They've been a feel-good story, and I actually really – I'm really impressed with what I've seen out of Booker. Um, I'm really impressed just with what I've seen out of, actually out of, out of a lot of their players. Obviously, Baines Oubre. is one of the big storylines of the year. Ubre Tonight, Ubre by the way, 25 points. He was mm-hmm. very good um, and hit some big shots down the stretch. They're a team to me, though, that 
I'm, I'm curious to see if they can sustain this, um, you know, going forward. They're already dropped to seven and seven. But then the other part is, what do they look like when Aiton comes back? Because Baines has been really, really good. Is there a chance that Aiton coming back actually sits them back a little bit, even if it's just for a month or so? I don't know if it would go for a month, but maybe for like a week or two. I could see that I happening. I think longer than that. I think longer than that. I mean, I mean I, still I guess a young, like the, it's, young player. It's, it's the, the thing with Aiton is that like it's not like you cannot play Aiton. Right? <laughs> no, of course you're going to play him, but that's what I mean is <laughs> right, you're yeah. taking out a guy that has been very productive for you to play a player that is unproven and was a bit up and down. So, um, so we'll I wonder if they'd maybe try playing those guys side by side. I wonder if, if that's, mm. you know, for, for stretches, just try to overlap it so that both guys get the minutes that, that maybe they, they should be getting. All right, let's take another uh, quick second here. When we come back, We are going to talk about how fast life comes at you. And as a new father, let me tell you, you blink and you wake up like three months later. Adam, do you have any examples of of life coming at you fast? Like, do you you remember the first time that you realized, holy crap, where did time go? You're a father. Well, definitely when you have kids, your life speeds up like 20-fold because kids grow so fast. So, yeah. you know, one, two, three months of a baby's development is like a lot. So, yeah, I, remember, I think I think parenting, fatherhood. I remember the first time – so Andrew Bynum was about 17 when he was drafted. I remember like thinking, wow, he's my age. I might be older than – I think I am older than Andrew Man. Bynum. I mean, I'll tell you what, it was less weird for me when players were my age than it is now where like I'll go into a locker room and be the oldest guy in there. <laughs> you know, like All of the players are actually younger than me. I'm like, wow, man, that's life comes at you fast. Yeah. Or the Dodgers play by play guy is is actually younger than me. Like, that's <laughs> odd. It's not it's not right, honestly. All right. So we are going to play this game. It's called Life Comes At You Fast. And the, the basis <laughs> not a of game, it, but well, it's a, we'll, we'll play the segment, whatever. We'll call it a okay. game segment, whatever we want to call it. But we are going to discuss takes that maybe we thought were coming eventually, but weren't going to smack us upside the head the way that they have so far this season. So, Adam, what's your first example of take life coming at you fast? Well, this is um, this one's obvious, so let's just get it out of the way. But the Warriors, <laughs> I know it's hard to remember because of how quickly this happened. It's hard to remember a time where some people thought the Warriors could win a championship this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, Clay's going to get back, and maybe they unload D'Lo and get a piece or two. And you look at it now, and I mean, they, we are two weeks into their season being over. <sighs> that came that came really quickly. Yeah, I, to to the extent that I'm I'm actually kind of disappointed in the way that the season has gone for them, because I really wanted to see like, did Steph have a haymaker to to prove people wrong this year that, that, you know, his detractors wrong, however few of them might have been, might have existed. Did he have that in him? And, and yeah, he breaks his hand. There's nothing he can do about that, but I am kind of disappointed just because I wanted to see what that looked like, but you know what? Maybe we get it next year. Uh, my my version of the life comes at you fast is the impact of expectations on a lot of these teams. It's like okay. you and I, talked, we've talked a lot about Denver and the way that they carried themselves. And the nice thing about Denver was that they responded to those expectations. And now yeah. we're sitting very well, very, very Ten well. And three. 
the the opposite of that is the Sacramento Kings. Now, granted, they have been playing better mm-hmm. of late, but still, you're looking at a team that last year they they exited the year last year feeling great. Oh, they won. I don't know what did they win last year. Thirty nine games or whatever it was. Easily going to make a five or six game jump next year. They're all going to get better. They hired this new coach and Luke Walton and and this and that and the other and and here they are at six and seven and meh, you know. Yeah, I'm going over a, an interesting interview from Steve Kerr with that he had done with Bill Simmons, and he was talking about how uh, every team, the secret about winning championships that you only know if you've gone through it is that a season just tests you to your brink in every way. But a lot of these, like collectively as a group, and when I look at teams like Philadelphia, Denver earlier, although I think Denver's kind of coming out of it, mm-hmm. um, you look at some of these teams that have struggled, and you think, yeah. That's what an NBA season is. It tests everybody. It tests you over and over and over again, physically, mentally, collectively. Yeah. And the teams that win are the teams that sort of answer the those those sort of tests. And that's why, again, I don't have my finger on the pulse of what's going on in Philadelphia. But from outside looking at it, I look at it and go, man, they're being tested in ways that maybe doesn't seem like they're necessarily making progress Ready on those for. tests. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's your next life comes at you fast? Kyrie Irving is upset. <laughs> he's upset, Anthony. And I didn't I for one did not see this happening. <laughs> Apparently he's been moody. He's been standoffish. His teammates don't know how to read him. I did not see this coming. No, I'm kidding. I did. And it, but the fact that it happened this quick, I think there's some people maybe in the Brooklyn front of, and again, some of these are reports, right? Stephen A. Smith was the one that I think first kind of put out there that he's hearing a lot of stuff and look, Stephen A. is usually pretty plugged in. Um, yeah. But this is, uh, you know, it's a little early for this, for this to be happening. And oh, by the way, Brooklyn, six and eight, not that impressive at the moment. I mean, they have a negative point or point differential average point differential yeah. by by like a lot yeah they're, they're yeah. sitting there they they have the point differential of a team that does not have the record that they currently hold and and here's the thing here's my thing with Kyrie and like at what point so Dwight Howard right now is going through this or it, it seems to have come out on the other side of this where after situation after situation after situation after situation he was looking at reasons as to mm, yeah. why those situations made him miserable. And at some point, dude, buy a mirror. And 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 yes, I get it. There are a- aspects of being a professional basketball player that are probably very tedious, very heavy out on the shoulders or whatever. But at the end, a- at some point, Kyrie, if these if we are to believe these rumors that he is once again upset, at some point Kyrie has to look at the situation and say, "You know what, man?" Maybe I got to wake up. Maybe I got to mature a little bit because however I'm approaching my career as an NBA player is not working. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of – I didn't have a lot of confidence going into it. So I guess (laughs) some of this is – like you were talking about with Carmelo, there's a lot of people that are kind of seeing what they want to in their confirmation bias. But it certainly seems that way with Brooklyn. Um, That came came at me fast. Do you want another one? Uh, Well, I was going to give you one. Go. Go for it. The Los Angeles Lakers figuring like being good, being fun. Mm. Like Why Anthony, they haven't D- seen it. Where are they at? <laughs> How have they been doing so far? They're, you know they're all right. Good? They they they're at uh, twelve and two. League's best record. Uh, leagues. Yep, yep. League's best point differential. Not not too bad. Not too shabby. Here's my thing though uh, with with the Lakers. I think to a certain extent, 
obviously margins matter. Margins are always going to matter, especially when you're when you're splitting hairs between contenders at the very top of the league, right? But I also think there was a lot of overthinking when when heading into the season, LeBron James and Anthony Davis were going to be on a roster. And I think we're kind of seeing that. Now, granted, no, the number gonna, one can caveat— Can I push back on you for a second? Go for can it. I push go back for it. on just that exact point, actually? Mm-hmm. Because I think that, I think that you're, there is some truth to that. But I think a lot of this is why do you need those role players to be so good? You you need them because you need them to win games for you in November, December, January, February. Otherwise, LeBron and Anthony Davis have to win every single one. And that – and to me, the Lakers have answered one question, which is – well, answered as well as you can in November, which is like are you – can you be good enough to win? And the answer is yes. They're, they've already looked like a team that's like, oh, yeah, that's a juggernaut. But now the, the next question is can you last? I mean it's yeah. also – this is also a marathon. They're relying very heavily on those guys, incredibly and heavily. It, very, very, very heavily, yep. All right. What's your next life comes at you fast? Luka Doncic is a heck of a stud. Do you remember, Anthony, all of about – I don't know, 15 months ago when there were people that thought that the uh, EuroLeague MVP was actually a bust waiting to happen. He obviously dispelled all of those, you know, fears or whatever early on last season. But I didn't see this happening. 30 points per game. <laughs> Luka Doncic basically averaging a 30 point triple double. I don't care if he doesn't keep up this pace. 30 points, 10 rebounds, nine and a half assists, 10 and a half rebounds, nine and a half assists. 14 games into the season. I don't care who you are. That's absolutely insane. My question is, could he have done this against Wake Forest? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Because that would have really proven it, yeah. <laughs> now, look, I, granted, non-traditional paths to success are always going to be pushed back on, right? That's not what it was. Well, I, I think it's a part of it. Like, people didn't see the guy. You had to go out of yeah. your way to see Luka Doncic's tape and, and you know, but compare that be, to, yeah, like, March Madness, yeah. which is an, a, an actual event year after year after year after year. And now, granted, there was a lot of myopia going on right there. Like, I, I get I, – there, you make completely fair points at, at rolling your eyes towards the people who kind of flip their, tongue, their thumbs in, in that direction. Yeah. But, but still – I kind of understand where some of them were coming from because it was hard to find game tape on him compared to watching any regular college player. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to make this segment about like what people were saying and like kind of rubbing it in their it. faces. I only brought that up as kind of a funny way to kind of talk about it. But he's leading the league. Whatever you want to say about these advanced stats, he's leading the league in box plus minus 13.5 by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. And he's just – you watch him play – he, he is one of the most fun players to watch in the entire NBA. I actually think he is worth the price of admission every time I've watched him this season. Mm-hmm. And honestly, last season was very – but this year he just seems to be at a whole new level. He does something, whether it's knockdown shots, step up in big moments, or most likely just the ridiculous passes. I mean the touch he has and the delivery, it's a little bit of creativity mixed with an, an enormous amount of effectiveness. He's a heck of a player, man. His, the league is in such a good place with superstars. His overhead pass should like have its own spot in the Hall of Fame one day. <laughs> like his overhead skip pass, it's it's just something to behold. Twenty my, years old. My last one here, unless you have, I'll, I'll give mine really quickly, and then if you have yeah. another one, great. Uh, the more James Harden seems to succeed in the regular season, 
the more annoyed people seem to be with him. And and yeah. granted, that was something, again, like all of these are things that we saw coming at some point. But it is so loud anytime James Harden accomplishes anything. And he is putting up insane numbers this year. Absolutely ridiculous he, numbers. But people are just like, well, yeah, cool. You're 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 you're, you're gaming the system. It's insurance fraud, as Bomani Jones likes to say. <laughs> it kind of is. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I don't people can like whatever they want. I mean, yeah. I think the weird like hand wringing about you don't appreciate it. I mean, people like and dislike stupid things all the time and agree completely. That's part of what makes this game so fun. James Harden's 38.4 points is indisputable though. I mean, it is we are witnessing history and there's a certain part of it that I am not the biggest James Harden fan. I do think that at his best, he's really, really I, mean, I respect the talent, mm-hmm. um, but don't always enjoy watching him. But there is a piece of me watching him this year that I just think you're watching a guy who is at the peak of what he does. You know, yeah. you know, he's kind of like feels like he's at the height of his powers in a lot of ways. And um, 38 points per game. It's it actually more reminds me of some of the home run chasing <laughs> um, in <laughs> baseball. You yeah. know, during the steroid era, it almost reminds me of that and that I just want him to score a bunch of points. Actually, it's the same way I felt with Kobe back in like 2005 and six, where I was just they weren't I was good. Just like, Man, might I as well want, score. <laughs> might as well score. Like I don't, I don't even care if you want a championship. I just want to see how many points can you put up in a game. I think yeah. Harden's going to score 60 plus at least once a this lot. year. A lot. <laughs> at least once. Yeah, it's crazy I, to think. 60. I'd, I'd probably say 70. I'd probably say he he gets the 70 this year. All right. Do you what have, would it take for James Harden to get an 80? Getting in shape. Um, <laughs> what's your what's your last life comes at you fast? That was it, Anthony. Was I was it? gonna say this. I was gonna say I was gonna say the Spurs slash Popovich, but it was too it's too sad to include Popovich in this one, man. Is it? It of course it's sad. Is it? Well, for me it is. You 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 are, you have a little Lakers. You know, you still bleed purple a little too much, but um, no, no it is it is weird. I would I would have liked you know you always want. The storybook endings. You always want MJ went out. John Elway went out on top. You kind of picture that. And if this were, you know, there's a lot of firsts that are happening. I think there was the first five-game losing streak of Popovich's career. You know, yeah. you're starting to get some of those moments. And it's like, ah, yeah, I guess it, it comes for all of us. It does. It does. My, my, my thing – and yeah, I mean Pop has overall been very good for the game. And, and, and it is going to be sad one day that we're going to be talking about an NBA that does not have Greg Popovich in it. But some of this was brought on by himself. Like the idea that he was ma- he made a lesser deal in trading away Kawhi Leonard. Just oh, that's to, what this comes down to. Just to spite <laughs> the Lakers. Like, of course, of course, I'm going oh, to enjoy geez. this to a certain extent. Of course, I'm going to. I hope you know. Okay, I produce these shows. I'm playing. I'm playing a nice sad violin over this section right here. <laughs> a nice sad. Enjoy- the Lakers, the victims, man. Mean old pop. <laughs> enjoy that Pokemon. And the most negative, impactful superstar the league has seen in quite some time in return for a dude who went out and won a championship and could lead another team to a championship this year. That's all I'm saying. Your word's not mine. <laughs> I love pissing off Adam Adis. This was, this was a good, fun episode. You're this so was a good, good at it. Week of episodes if you you're guys the best in the world at it i think actually I, I, I probably am i probably am number one number one <laughs> it's good to be good at something i think uh, rodney mott's number two <laughs> make sure you make sure you guys are paying uh close attention to all of the shows across this feed across the entire network the nba is off to a tremendous start thus far 
The NFL yeah. is in a fun place as well. There's great shows across the network there as well. Hockey has been very exciting, uh, so make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Uh, so, hey, tune in for all of those things. How Subscribe. much hockey are you watching, Anthony? I watched hockey tonight. Did, I watched. Did you really? I did. You watched the, hockey. The Ducks wow. gave up. The, the Anaheim Ducks gave up a 4-0 lead right. and lost in overtime to the Florida okay. Panthers. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's just hockey. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody.